2: This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily,
0: Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't
2: Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies.
1: I'm Henley and I am also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and
0: I love watching scary movies, and so I watch them so that you don't have to. And boy, oh boy, is this week's movie batshit insane, and I can't (laughs) wait to talk about it. (laughs) But before we get into it, did
1: anything scary happen to us this week? The, the Okay, the thing I'm scared about this week, you guys, is that I'm worried about... <laughs> I like that you've transitioned
2: to like, what am I scared about? Like, what, <laughs> what is scaring me generally now? What is it, Henley? All right, so this
1: is it. This is it. There is an issue in New York City, specifically. It's a bit of an epidemic, which is that rats are living in cars.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, like in the engines? What?
1: They're living like under the hoods of the cars. They're they're having their little rat families there. They're they're thriving because nobody uses their
2: cars or
1: so No, what happened was during during the pandemic, all like people moved out of their normal spaces of, you know, eating and living. And so rats had to kind of mirror that and change their (laughs) behavior as well. And so part of that was that they started literally like living in cars and they haven't even though people have gone back to work and things have like kind of returned to normal rats. Love car life and and they're thriving. And we have a car in New York and it's been having a lot of issues. And I really think that it might be because there are rats living in the car. And there's not a lot of like solutions people have come up with. You can put mothballs right. under the hood. Ew. You kind of just have to double check. But there was a article in the New York Times about it yesterday. And Tim and I were like, Oh fuck, yeah. So it's all these it's all these people talking about. They were like, my car wasn't working. So I brought it into the dealer and they popped the hood open, and there was like a half eaten egg, bacon, cheese sandwich. <laughs>
2: Like how people have been getting into van life, like rats are getting into, <laughs> into car <laughs> car life. Yeah, I
1: guess so. But I don't know what to do, I guess. But well, I guess what we have to do is we have to just stay vigilant and be checking under the, the hood all the time to make sure there isn't like a little rat family under there. Wow. But um, they're causing a lot of damage. And we spent so much money fixing our car recently, and I just do not. I don't want I just don't want it to keep happening. So, ev- anyone out there just make sure to check for rats in your car. Wow. <laughs> it sounds dangerous for the rats, do the rats have <laughs> <know.
0: laughs> They have to stay vigilant too. <laughs> they definitely do. Their home might all of a sudden like get incredibly hot and dangerous and move.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it feels like a bad long-term plan for all parties, you know?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. It's not... I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the future of rats, real estate, and and cars, but uh, it's not great. I don't love it.
2: Man, I guess Oof. something that I've learned about you living in New York is like, New York really is just a crazy place. Y- you know? On mm-hmm. the one hand, it's like mm-hmm. LA, New York, big cities, whatever. Everybody likes to argue which ones, which one's better. Where would you live? But... But New York is just really insane in very specific ways. Like, oh yeah, but, you know, rats will Mm -hmm. live in your car. Or how your internet just, like, doesn't work in the summer because the wires are outside and it's too hot. And there's just (laughs) things where I'm like, but, like, what? So many people have to live there. And yet it feels like it's not conducive to living. (laughs) I'm fascinated by New York. I've never lived there, which is, it, it just feels like a weird thing at this point in my life to have never lived in New York, but it sounds a crazy place to live. <laughs>
1: it's endlessly entertaining. You see something very interesting every single day when you walk out your door. I, I, I got. I honestly love it. But um, okay, you guys, tell me, did anything scary happen to you this week?
2: Well, one one actually sort of scary thing happened to me this week, which is that yesterday, um, in my first class of the day, as you know, I am a student. An emergency evacuation happened like, oh, you know, like, like it's been so long. First of all, because of the pandemic, since I've like been in a big building with people on a regular basis, that it's been so long since I've had to do any sort of evacuation like that. And even before that, it was always drills. Like at my last job, I worked in a, a building downtown. And so every now and again, they'd be like, we're doing a drill today. And like, you have to, you know, evacuate. But this like was unexpected. The little, thing, you know, the, the alarm goes off and makes a very scary sound. And then at, at Fitum, the way the alarm works is like it, it go, it goes like boo, it like starts doing that sound. And then a, a, over a speaker, they have an audio recording of "There is an active emergency in the building." Please evacuate at the nearest. It's like it's like this calm voice, but that is such a terrifying message. Saying something so scary, <laughs> it's something so scary. You hate to hear the word "active," you know. You in hate an alarm. to hear That's it. My, my mind's going you, shooting. Uh, and and I was gonna say, my mind went, "Oh, there is a shooter here." Oh no, what happened? Yeah, it, what was it? it wasn't. It was. I, I think it was. I truly like a very li- like maybe like a, a small fire or something. It was like fine. We went back in like ten minutes later, but the series of events of like hearing the emergency thing and being like, what's happening? Hearing that message and going, There's a shooter. And then um, which also is just like, ooh, I really don't I really don't like that thought. No. But it is just of course it's truly what it's yeah. yeah. And then and then <laughs> which I think I think this is just this guy's deal, my professor, we all like look to him, we're like, is this a drill? Like what should we do? And he just stood was <laughs> he just stood there. Someone's like, is it a drill and he just goes, and he just, like, shakes his head and stares and got, like, so <laughs> concerned looking. And so then I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? Worse, like, like he was acting worse. like this has literally never happened before. And so we, and we're on the fifth floor in the top floor. So I'm like, this is the worst place to be if there's someone, like, in the building because it's going to take us the longest to get out. Or if it's on fire. <laughs> or if it's on fire. Either way, like, I don't want to be here in this windowless room on the fifth floor. Anyway. Um, it was fine, and we evacuated, and then 10 minutes later we, we went back up. But a real, real moment of panic, and it's been a long time since I've had like that kind of yeah, that's scary, Emily. moment. It was scary. I was scared for real. It's just
1: also you I feel like you hear that always, and it feels like 28 days later, some kind of dystopian movie where there's just a recording going in the background. Oh, it's
2: freaky. I don't want to hear a man's voice when an emergency is happening. Yeah, no,
1: thank you. <laughs> it's always a male
2: voice. <laughs> is it? At least it was this one time for me. And so I'm going to go ahead and say always. <laughs> 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 that sounds right. That sounds scary. The, uh, an actually scary one. And I have an actually
0: scary one as well. Oh, God. Not tell us. I watched a horror movie last night, if you can believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, a demon movie oh, called no. The Dark and the Wicked. And was I had demons on the brain. I was really thinking about demons Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and I was having demon dreams and they were really scary. And actually now I can't really remember the specifics of the dream, but I was in it and it was very, very stressful.
2: A a real scary dream is a real you really feel the feelings. You like wake up feeling like, ugh.
0: right. It was one that woke me up. I woke up in fear, like Mm -mm. jerked awake Mm -mm. and my cat was asleep next to me and he woke up and looked at like started staring at my doorway no my bedroom oh, door no. and then like slowly got up and like low crawled you <gasps> know when cats are scared <gasps> low crawl. he
1: low crawled
0: off my stop bed and it, like r- it. ran away and he was like, well there's <laughs> a demon there's a
1: demon in here how often do they low crawl how often does that happen
0: I mean, they're kind of scaredy cats, so it's pretty oh, often, okay. to, oh, okay. to be fair. Okay, okay that's but, good. Uh, but not. I haven't noticed it ever, like, in the middle of the night. It's usually when um, a neighbor walks by or I get, like, food delivered to the front door. They, like, freak out and, like, think someone's coming to kill them. <laughs> but in the middle of the night, nothing was happening. They shouldn't have been doing that, I don't think, still. Uh, how long did it take you to go back to sleep? Did you? Did Honestly, you just not that it? long. And it was kind of, um, I was proud of myself. I was just so tired that I was like, you know. Nothing can disrupt my peaceful, this evening of my really <laughs>
3: peaceful sleep. That's the yeah. opposite of if me. If there's a
0: demon in here,
3: um, uh, so we're going to have to
0: coexist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm pretty tired.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Next try, demon. I'm pretty sleepy.
1: Speaking of demons, are there demons in this movie? I know nothing about this week's movie. Literally, Ooh, I'm so excited zero. that you know nothing
2: about it. I know the cover and I, and I remember the cover being like a whole thing. Right. Like, isn't there a whole thing about this girl or whoever this is? We're going to y- tell you all you about tell me this about girl. It. Tell me about the it. less you know, the
0: better. I'm, I'm okay, kind of great. thrilled to hear you don't you don't know much. That's great. OK, this week's movie is Orphan came out in 2009 directed by how may call it sarah who also directed house of wax so some really excellent work coming from how may written by david leslie johnson mcgoldrick story by alex mace starring vera farmiga (gasps) peter sarsgaard jimmy bennett ariana engineer and isabel Furman. It is available to rent for $3.99, or you can do a trial of Paramount Plus like I did. And I almost forgot to cancel it. They almost got me that Charlie Oh my, God oh, get my you. God, oh my God, oh my God. But I canceled it just in the nick of time today. And we have a guest with us today to talk about this unhinged film. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she is an actor and comedian and host of Sister Headgum podcast, Senior Superlatives. It's Greta Titelman. Thank you for
4: being Hi. here, Greta. Oh my God, I'm thrilled. It's so whenever you're sitting when like the hosts are <laughs> catching up and introing, it's so hard for me to not talk. I know, I'm just I know. like, I'm like, don't talk, don't talk.
3: <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure,
4: but I'm so thrilled to be here. Um, I love Love this movie and yeah. Can't wait. I can't wait to talk about it. But
0: before we get into that, did anything scary happen to you this week?
4: Yes. Um, about three things, actually. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Um, one was actually scary in a real way. I went to see Nope mm, with yeah, mm-hmm. Henley. No, we have a, our, our friend Kenzie. I went to see mm-hmm. Nope and... Our friend Kenzie is like this big. She's like (laughs) a little pint. She's pint (laughs) size. And we are in. Okay. I should preface this by saying I'm a very parent. Okay. You were saying earlier that you think New York is like scary and intense and whatever. I lived in New York for a million years, and I actually think L. A. is way more scary and way more fucked up than New York oh my is. God, I yeah, need, mm-hmm.
1: we need to know the deep.
4: It's sort
2: of like apples and oranges in that they each they each got their thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just like. The community here, there is none. No, there and it just
4: yeah. feels true. so volatile and it <laughs> yeah. feels like every man for themselves here. And sometimes you can be walking down the street fully alone. And like a few weeks ago, I was walking in my neighborhood pretty little quaint neighborhood a man comes out of nowhere and starts running after me holding a pole stop it what i'm just like yeah and by the way this was like 11 a.m on like a tuesday it is true true. being
1: alone adds to the scary factor yes very scary that is true Mm -hmm. and
4: since living here because i also i've I grew up in a city. I grew up living in an apartment, too. I lived in an apartment until I was 28 years old. Like my whole existence basically was in apartments. So I also get now that I've lived here increasingly more paranoid where I'm just like, that person's looking at me crazy. My <laughs> babe, my husband thinks I'm insane. There are teenagers that do whippets like Stop up it. the street all the time outside late at night, no. and I'm like, they're they're demons, and I'm like, they might be. Don't <laughs> they could be, um, but really, they're just like kids doing whippets. And I was like, I don't know. Anyway, but all to say, <laughs> I think that I get more freaked out in LA than I do in New York, yeah. yep. and I went to the movie. I went to see Nope with my pint-sized friend, Kenzie. And we're sitting in this theater and it's a packed theater. Immediately, I'm paranoid. Yeah. Mm. Halfway through the movie, a guy gets up and just starts screaming. <gasps> no! Screaming. And I grab onto Kenzie and Kenzie is like, She's a she's a strong lady. She's really strong. She's like, (laughs) and she's like holding me. And she's like, don't, worry. don't worry. Like whatever the situation is like, don't worry. And then she was like, do you want me to run out of the theater? And I was like, no! if someone's going to go, I'm like, it's you, you weigh like 70 pounds. Like you, whoever this crazy person is going to kick you like a little football. Anyway. So that was so scary. Cause I was like scared in the theater, seeing an intense movie. And then this guy
2: gets up and starts screaming. And then he had to get taken out <gasps> oh, of the theater. Oh my God. That's very scary. People acting weird in crowds is like no, truly the, sc- no. it's the scariest thing. Mm-hmm. So that was scary. Number one. <sighs> oof, but oof. Uh, the second scary thing that happened
4: to me was I was at the Beverly Center and the alarm went off. You reminded oh, me of that. No, no, no. And by the way, the alarm went off. I was the only one that left. Everyone <laughs> else was just sitting there like eating and drinking. I, I was looking. I looked at a person, at a woman, and I was like, the alarm's going off. And she was like, I know on the escalator up, I'm on the escalator down. I was like, that's like a, meta- no. that's a
1: metaphor for our entire cultural society. Right, I'll wait for someone right to now. come
4: yell at me to leave or I'll die. <laughs> but then, But then I had a moment where I was like, where I was like, am I crazy or like, am I making up an alarm in my head? It was like a scene from a movie where everyone didn't react. And I was the only one that reacted. Like I was in Truman Show or something like that. would make like that. me kind oh, of very crazy I'm, as well. I'm with
2: you, though. An alarm goes off and I move like I I, I am out of there. I got totally just like ridiculed by my roommates my sophomore year of college because an alarm went off in the middle of the night a fire alarm but there was a little fire it was in someone's fucking tie was making popcorn or some shit but i like got i like woke up and like got everyone out of bed and was like come on we gotta go we gotta go and i like really went into emergency mode but it's like yeah. there's an alarm going on <laughs> honey the Spanx i was going to buy they can wait they, can wait. they will still be there yeah And if there's a fire Those things are lighten up So get <laughs> yeah. away from those banks I'm gone <laughs> um, And then the final scary thing That
4: happens to me Which is more existential Than like physically actually scary sure. Is um, my Uber driver Saturday night Lovely older woman in her 60s And was just like talking to me About the shoulda coulda wouldas Of her oh. career as an actress oh. In Hollywood oh, no. And it that my biggest fear is that I will be that age and I will be like, I never had the opportunity that I always thought I deserved and I never was seen the way that I was mm. wanted to be seen and I never was able to make the work that I wanted to make and like now I'm just kind of delusional and on pills driving my like old 3 series BMW like picking people up from Sunset Tower talking to them about like some random project <laughs> I produced that never came out. I mean that was truly that is my that was my fear in a person. Oh, that is what all of my career anxiety I'm obsessed with my career and it's a problem <laughs> and all of it is rooted in the deep fear that I will just never fully make it and interacting with that person who was like blonde and like, cute, I, was like <laughs> I was like, this is not me. Like I wanted to be like, I will not be you when I got out of the car,
3: but it was um, I got
4: her easy. Address and now we're emailing. Stop it. So. Did you actually get her okay. email
1: address? Yes, I did. She wants me to ghostwrite her book. <laughs> <gasps> oh, okay. I've been having that, Greta. I've been having that, like that moment that you had. I've been having it, but kind of in a tiny little moments, walking down the street recently. And I had the thought this morning. I was like, I'm thirty two. Am I already having a midlife crisis? Is it too early to have a midlife crisis? Like walking down the street and seeing older women in my neighborhood and being like, am I going to stay in this neighborhood forever? Is that going to be me? Am I? Do I look like that already? How old do I look? Wait, I'm not like truly. I think the pandemic also has totally warped our sense of time. We burrowed
2: too deep, too, too deep in here. We went
1: back too far. And now I need to get out. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I mean, I read so many articles about this, that I will send your way, Henley. I, it is also one of those things where like we all were raised by the generation of people who were like, you pick this thing, you do the thing, you start the family, you work the job mm-hmm. and then you retire. And it's like so many of us now work alternatively or don't have that kind of job ladder to climb in a traditional sense mm-hmm. and it becomes really confusing and then you're like and everything's so fucking expensive and yeah, like you don't 32. have those same tent
2: poles to be like okay I'm here I'm here I'm here and so therefore everything feels like am I nowhere <laughs> do I do I exist is this a life being lived. Right. It's like, I can't afford to buy a house. Like, I
4: can't, I can hardly afford to. You have a kid. Like, what?
2: (laughs) I (laughs) know. You guys, it's so expensive having a kid. Yeah. It 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 seems seems really tough. tough. (laughs) It's expensive being me in the world Mm -hmm. alone Mm -hmm. myself.
4: Yeah. My overhead is insane. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. If I had to do this for
2: literally anyone else, I would. I got to say, wouldn't
3: happen.
1: the, The overhead for taking care of me, I've talked about this has disappeared. I mean that's gone. I haven't gone to the goddamn dentist in a few years. Like there's not nothing- You got to go to the dentist. <laughs> I, I need to do that too. I a know. lot of I'm, I'm addicted
4: to my dentist. If anybody needs to get an LA Greta, dentist, you got great teeth.
1: Him. You can tell
4: well my i they they're yellow like corn niblets is what they are
3: but yeah i, I need to get them
4: bleach i say drinking cold
2: brew yeah i mean i'm not gonna ever stop drinking coffee and red wine so it's like well <laughs> come nah. on am i dead i mean give jesus <laughs> um great i just want to know what are your
0: thoughts
4: of scary movies in general have you are you a horror favorite fan? genre <sighs> the genre, genre that i write in wow Um, big time horror person however i'm like sub-genre specific within that i'm not a big demons satan possession ghosts hauntings those don't scare me Mm -hmm. i don't get scared by those things yep i think they're fun like i will watch one of those movies but like they don't actually scare me. I need some, I need like psychological warfare mm-hmm. to scare me. Mm-hmm. I need, we're trapped in a house. There are people outside that want to kill us. Yep. I need duplicitous friend taking me to like some ritual. <laughs> I need, I'm being hunted. <laughs> I need serial killer. <laughs> like that's what I need. I, cause I needed to feel that it could actually happen to me in real life for right. me to be scared. Right. Like mm. I'm not religious. I think more, like I think a lot of, you know, my Catholic family believes in the demons possessions probably right. more right. than I do. Right. But um, yeah, so Orphan for me is just oh, so much fun. And I can't wait to talk about it. It's a really, really
0: fun movie. This was my first time seeing it. And really, I'm so thrilled that you picked it. I had been wanting to see it for a long time. And I saw
2: this movie in theaters. I think I saw it twice in theaters. It's so fun. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about it because I know, like you said, I said, I know basically nothing, but I can I like I can close my eyes and I think do a perfect, perfect image of the movie cover. Like, I think I know I think it is like seared into my brain and I remember it being a thing when this movie came out and i'm dying to know why
1: yeah i'm very curious we're gonna find
0: out i'll give us some trivia okay has please 57 percent on rotten tomatoes 42 on metacritic 7 on imdb that's high for imdb that's low high for the others for Just
3: IMDb. Mm-hmm.
4: here's my question though it has what did you say on rotten tomatoes 57 But you need to go on Rotten Tomatoes and then see what the audience score is. Because, of course, critics aren't going to like this movie. To me, that's the real metric. It's like, I don't care what Robert Ebert thinks.
1: Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, that is his name. Roger? Roger? Is it
4: it Robert? Roger.
1: Roger?
3: Roger. It is Roger. Roger. (laughs)
4: Roger Ebert. Something like that. Only the most famed movie critic of all time
1: (laughs) roger robert (laughs) it's all the same it's all the same
4: um okay
0: the budget was 20 million it made 78.8 million so audiences spoke with their with their wallets Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's a success That's That's in this country man that's right that's what we do some other trivia vera farmiga has made a career of demon child movies we know this to be true Orphan, Joshua, The Conjuring, The Conjuring Two, Annabelle Comes Home, The Nun, and Bates Motel all have demonic or homicidal children in them. She has made more movies like this than anyone in the history of Hollywood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn, that's a cool mantle that's to hold. Cool. I
0: just liked that. And to speak to the poster, Emily, the subtle uneasiness of the film's poster is due to the image of Esther's face. The little girl's name is Esther. Is it's perfectly symmetrical so they basically did a split of her face and mirrored it and so I it makes mean, it look god have you ever done that with your slightly face? Wrong. yes it's awful it's, it's awful, 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 awful awful i've never hated <laughs> anything more so so upsetting there's like one side that looks slightly better because you can you know if you do it each side looks different obviously each side so looks you, different, you have two yeah. mirror image face versions and one is like okay and one is like Nightmare, <laughs> nightmare, <laughs>
2: nightmare person. I also just want to really quickly say the audience score is sixty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Still seems low. A little bit higher. A little bit higher. It's a little bit higher though. We got it. We got a you know the popcorn cup full as opposed to the little splat. Okay.
0: Last piece of trivia. This one just kind of made me laugh. Both Peter Sarsgaard and Vera Farmiga said they took the role since the twist was so shocking and amazing to them. But Hollywood insiders whispered that it was because just the way this is written. Hollywood insiders whispered that it was because of Hollywood superstar and A-list power player Leonardo DiCaprio, who produced the movie, had a vested interest in it and also pressured them to be in it.
1: (laughs) What? Wait, Leonardo
4: DiCaprio produced yes i
0: saw his name in the credits at the end and was shocked
3: <laughs> what? but also just Wait, like okay. the thought
0: of him pressuring God, leo, them off my back and the like P- and like hollywood whispering about it like yeah
4: leo really pressured them to be in this movie <laughs> i mean look i think that the 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 problem with the genre, which is why I think sometimes it can get a bad reputation or why like, you know, scream queens or whatever can get kind of pigeonholed into being like half-baked actors is because you need to be like a very skilled performer to execute these absurd Mm -hmm. things that are being written. Mm -hmm. So I do understand why Leonardo DiCaprio was like, I this movie will f- fully flop if it's not an extremely capable
2: hand. And Vera
4: does it
1: justice.
2: Oh yes, she, she does. always does. She always does. Yeah.
1: Just a, a quick aside. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard someone refer to Leonardo DiCaprio the other day as Leo Dio. <laughs>
4: That's really <laughs> That's funny. funny. <laughs> I
1: like that. And I was shocked I hadn't heard it before. It feels like it would be more commonplace. Leo Dio. Or Leo Leo Prio. Leo, Leo DiCaprio Oh but Caprio. Leo DiCaprio That also works mm-hmm. Leo,
2: Dio Prio. <laughs>
4: Leo, so di, Leo DiCaprio Leo yeah. DiCaprio Just rolls off the tongue That would be really funny if you seriously were like I want to go we see that, so much time. I want to go see that new Leo DiCaprio movie <laughs> Like what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> or if you met him and you referred to him like that To his face Leo DiCaprio Huge Leo fan, Leo. Oh, I'm a huge fan, Leo DiCaprio.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have so many things to say about this film.
3: Um,
1: it's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in Too Scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash scary and use the code and password scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash scary code and password scary for $100 off your first six bottles. My God, I can't wait. I'm so curious. Should we just dive in? Let's do it.
4: OK, so basically we open with what's what is what is Vera's name? Kate, Kate. We open with Kate and she's pregnant she's mm. she's walking into the hospital with Peter Skarsgard whose name is i forget john and john okay we're we're these are two very Forgettable names. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So they're walking into the hospital. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, in labor. She's mm-hmm. about to give birth. And then it starts getting scary. Oh, and then oh, all no. of a sudden, they're like, you're losing the baby. And oh, then she's like, God. what? And then and then the nurses get kind of sinister looking. And then they pull out this like bloody <gasps> baby that's like covered in blood that is now oh so fake. And Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they give it to her and she's sobbing She's like ah! "So She's okay. going so he,
0: 110% Vera in yeah. this scene
4: Oh my god He's popping off mm-hmm. So then immediately you realize Oh it's a dream Okay And this is rooted in trauma mm-hmm. Because she and her husband She was pregnant She lost her baby The baby was supposed to be named Samantha Oh, mm-hmm. So she already has two kids. Um, one is, is a son who's like kind of sucks. And the <laughs> other one is this cutie little patootie named Max, I think is her name. Max and the brother Daniel. Yep. Yeah. Daniel kind of sucks, mm-hmm. but Max is really the star of the film. And Max um, is partially deaf and has a cochlear implant.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Further deep dive into that trivia that actress actually. Really does in real life. Oh, really I is love when they do deaf, that. Mm-hmm. Deaf and has a cochlear implant. So, anyway, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Peter Skarsgård character is the one that's like really pushing for a third kid. It's like we see
0: Vera, Kate, excuse me, Kate, like going to therapy, and yeah, it, she's she's more nervous about having a third kid because they're, she's still, you know, a little bit getting over the trauma. Not a little bit. I mean, there's been a big trauma. And so she's mm-hmm. like worried about it, but thinks she's ready. There's also mention of her being somewhat recently sober. Yes. And...
4: Uh, well, there was an incident. Okay, like every good horror movie, the lead is a deeply, deeply traumatized woman. Uh-huh. Yeah. Of, of yeah. course. Of course. And, you know, she, yeah, she's newly sober something else happened not just the stillborn something else happened that we'll get to yep mm-hmm. um that she blames herself for obviously and she's also like kind of fucking around with pills which i love i love any scene mm-hmm. with a person in a bathroom being upset and then being like and then opening their and then <laughs> grudgingly, like, taking oh, their yeah. thing and then just
1: dry swallowing. Like, I love that. Ooh, a dry swallow. That's commitment. Greta, <laughs> I've said this before. There's something about, yeah, just taking pills. It always, you never know what's going on Maybe. with that.
4: I'm going to make that video when we get off and of dry, dry pills. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be me auditioning for a traumatized woman, swallowing, dry swallowing her pills. <laughs>
0: Uh, But yeah, her her therapist, I think, kind of encourages her and says, I think you're doing great. Like the fact that you didn't drink when you were tempted to drink like this kind of tells me that you are ready. But yeah, you're right. I think John is eager to
4: have a third kid. Yeah. So they decide, let's go to the local orphanage because, you know, we have local
2: orphanages Mm -hmm, everywhere. uh Mm -hmm. And usually you just sort of walk in and start talking (laughs) to some kids.
1: That's not a Is that a thing still? Do they call them orphanages? Can you go to an orphanage today? I have absolutely no idea. Like in America.
4: Yes. Yes, they do exist. They absolutely exist. I think that now it's I think things have branched off more into like a foster care system, for example. But like, yes, uh, there are call
1: them orphanages, though. No, I don't don't know. I don't think they do. I don't know. I just want to Google that. I want to find out more
0: while they're walking up to it. (laughs) John sees a snowman. This just was a moment that just kind of, I don't know, stood out to me. He sees a snowman and he turns to Vera and is like, look, uh, look at the snow orphan, a snorphin. And they
2: like laugh about it. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? So (laughs) they mocking orphans on their way up to the orphanage. Yeah, that's fucked up.
1: Also, just like a line that does not propel the plot or purpose of the movie like whatsoever.
0: No, it's also like mean. It's just a funny yeah, little mean. character moment. <laughs> just like.
1: It's he's he's also the fucking worst. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. this guy. The husband usually is.
4: Yeah. So then they go to the orphanage <laughs> and they're at the orphanage and they're, you know, doing what you do touring touring the orphanage checking out all the kids Mm -hmm. like finding out like which kid is right for them Mm -hmm. so peter wanders his little ass off and finds himself upstairs where he sees this lonely little girl painting very well for (laughs) supposedly being like eight or however old she's nine yeah she's nine nine now here's my thing i don't want a nine-year-old to be good at painting no
2: (laughs) if i'm choosing if if i'm purchasing a child i'm not going to get a little savant like no
4: Mm-mm. first of all that's going to be expensive for me mm-hmm. <laughs> because i'm gonna need to pay for school. it we're talking to hone it's crap
2: <laughs> private university <laughs> yeah you
4: have paintbrushes on your hands so <laughs> i did, didn't like that to me immediately i'm like oh Here's wrong first move. So he's goes in there and he sits with her and she, and we saw in the trailer. He's like, "Why aren't you playing with the other people?" And she's like, "I've never understood the point of a party." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what? Okay. Why would you want this kid? Like anyway, she's like, "I just like that I don't get people don't understand me, so I take my little things." She's a little, little Russian girl, <laughs> and um and he's like enamored by her. And then Vera comes in and warms to the fact that she feels like an outsider and wants to take her in. And like immediately they fall in love with her. They see her paintings are so impressed. She's such a precious little girl in these weird Victorian doll clothes, (laughs) which, by the way, you wouldn't get to wear at the orphanage because you'd be in your little orphan outfit,
3: (laughs)
2: Where's your
4: orphan um, outfit? <laughs> I'm literally going to get canceled for saying orphan <laughs> outfit. <laughs> but it's like but no, every single other child in the orphanage was in a uniform. The uniform. Like, yeah. She was in a uniform. She was in the uniform, but it was like her twist. Yeah, she put her little touches on it. Yeah. Okay, sure. She's adding some pizzazz. So then they're like enamored by this child and then they talk to the nun and the nun is like oh like that's esther she's so special you know like what a special little girl and then they leave and they're like oh we love her whatever and then like flash forward to like four weeks later they take her home hmm and they pick her up. She's in more weird Victorian clothes and mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> they bring her home. And obviously this is a classic scary movie. The home is made of. Wood and glass, modern in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, huge, beautiful, creepy home in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, great. Yeah, (gasps) and then they take her home, and they're like endearing her to Max, teaching her how to sign to say hi and whatever. They don't mention the son at all. (laughs) They're like he's kind of a dud. Yeah, they don't (laughs) (laughs) start. That's why they want a third because they're
2: like, well, one of these two sucks. So. (laughs)
0: But Max is very excited to have a sister because Max knows about that. They that she lost a sister that they were supposed to have Samantha. There's like a scene where she makes. Vera read her this bedtime book oh. that is so upsetting, and it's just like it's about so brutal. her sister that's now in heaven, and <gasps> she, it's like clearly her favorite book that she makes her mom read to her every single night. And it's like Jesus Christ, Max, let's maybe give that
4: book a rest.
0: Oh
4: yeah. God! <laughs> and Vera's like this one again, and she's like, and it's like clearly <laughs> so hard for Vera to yeah. do it. Like it's so upsetting. Oh. oh, also we should. I need to just say. Another like storyline is that Peter and Vera have not fucked since she went through the, the <gasps> loss of the child. Okay. So there's a lot of issues there where yep. like Peter is horny and wants to fuck and Vera is like trying to get there, but she can't. And there's a mm. lot of
2: mm-hmm. tension built around that. Okay. All right. So you're ready to have a new child. How long has
1: it been since this happened? The trauma happened? Do we know? Do we have any sense? Maybe a year. I don't. A I... year or something like that. Okay. Let, let's okay. say six. Let's say six months to a year. Yeah, that still seems pretty soon. Pretty soon, pretty, if you go yeah. into an orphanage. Yeah. Okay. Def-
4: definitely. Um, bad advice from the therapist yeah. is what mm-hmm. I would say. So they bring the kid home. She imme- immediately, they're like, "You're a part of our family. You know, we we love you." They start showering her with gifts. And my favorite, one of my favorite little throwaway scenes is the brother who's useless is playing a guitar hero and mm-hmm. keeps him being like dad like look at me and it's like
3: Peter <laughs> Skarsgård
4: is like giving Esther presents for like you know whatever mm-hmm. and he's getting fucking pissed that his dad's not watching him like crush guitar hero and he's like dad like I'm killing you solo and Peter Skarsgård I actually think has a really reasonable response or he's like that's great like but I don't know. And I was just like, God, this kid's so lame. Yeah. Because he kind of- also isn't being part of like welcoming his new sister. And he makes it very clear. He's like, that's not my sister. Yeah, he's he's not into it. He is not into this.
2: Mm.
1: What kind of gifts are they giving Esther? What are They these buy gifts? an easel. For her art For her painting I see, I see Vera gave her You know Modern clothes Mm
3: -hmm. Right Yeah. she's not wearing
1: Her Victorian outfit anymore Well she refuses (laughs) She does not wear The modern clothes (laughs) She
3: wants
4: to stay In her little dresses
0: There's a scene In which like It's at first Like everyone With the exception of Daniel The little shitty little brother Is like very happy And excited To welcome Esther Into the family And that night there, Kate and John are like maybe going to hook up in their bed but we see our first I think oh it's a thunderstorm it's a lightning yes, thunderstorm, thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. and we see our first kind of scary shot of Esther as she she goes into Max's room and it's yeah lightning flashing on her face and she just has a very sinister look as she stares down at Max mm-hmm. but then her and Max bust into kate and john's room as they're like about to have sex i'm pretty sure kate was
4: giving him head oh you're right you're absolutely right crawls up and they're like literally about to start having sex and then they run in and also we need to note that max takes out her cochlear implant for bed Mm -hmm. so max when she's at night cannot hear Hear. so like max isn't being woken up by the thunder it's like psycho esther coming into her room being like let's go to mommy and daddy's room <laughs>
3: <laughs> so they
4: barge in and then they like all sleep in bed together
0: right well my favorite line is esther says i want to sleep next to daddy and she gets, yeah. goes on john's side of the bed and starts like hugging him and they yeah they all fall asleep
4: <laughs> <laughs> but if we're like and then they all fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And then the next morning they go to school and Esther comes down the stairs in a very formal, you know, more formal Victorian garb and, um, goes to school. And of course, immediately gets bullied, gets bullied Mm -hmm. by that. Her name is Brenda. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Gets bullied by Brenda. And honestly, Brenda is a flop and a half. Like <laughs> that girl sucks. She is mean. And she, I think, actually deserves what happened to her because
2: <laughs> she is oh, really no. mean. Like yeah. she's so mean. That's and- young to be such a big bully. Like that's too young to be mean.
1: Kids are mean, though.
2: Kids can
4: be mean, man. Also, the bully that's like so cocky that in front of the teacher in the class yeah, is it's like, like do it in secret at least. Yeah, it's like save it for the bathroom or the locker room or the hallway. Like yeah. and then like doesn't get reprimanded by the teacher. Right. The teacher's just kind of like, come on, be nice. It's like, what? Yeah. So now we're back at home. Vera wants is we find out Vera is a piano teacher Mm -hmm. and she taught at Yale,
3: which is fancy. Mm -hmm.
4: Um, And Vera is like practicing her piano and is writing this gorgeous, you know, sonata, if you will, for her children. And she decides that she wants to teach Esther how to play piano so she starts kind of giving Esther little lessons and Esther's like, you know, going along with it, learning. There's a
0: there's a part while they're playing piano, Kate gives Esther like a little notebook of, of photos of them. They're having a little bonding moment. Right. And right. Esther says, who's Samantha? I've heard yes. Max or, or Daniel Aww. mention her and Vera takes Um, Like that, I'm just switching, alternating. But Vera and Kate, you know, I'm talking about the same person. You know, -hmm. same lady, same lady. Takes her to like a green room. Is that what they're called? Yes. Uh, with like all plants and stuff. Green Room. Greenhouse. A greenhouse. A greenhouse. I was a like, greenhouse. that seems wrong. Green
1: Room is a horror movie. The green room is like backstage behind yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. I was like, Gre- I was yeah, like, green What's room gonna happen
0: next. Is Anton Yelchin. <laughs> great movie. Yep, yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah <laughs> um, but she takes her back there to the greenhouse to show her that they have uh, scattered Samantha's ashes in this rose bush basically and she says as long as this rose bush is alive like part of samantha's still with us and a little tear rolls down esther's cheek and she's like says something like oh she was so lucky to have you as a mommy and it's like a nice moment between them
3: Uh-oh. i
2: also feel like that's really lovely and in, and but that's really setting yourself up for more trauma to be like, and then we'll put it in another living thing. And then this living thing just has to stay alive. And then we didn't lose our child. It's like, I don't, don't, I don't, we'll see how that works out. Yeah. What are we going to do with that? Rose dies because it will. And, um, uh, oh, yeah. So now we are
4: back home and Max and Esther are becoming besties. They're playing. It's the Playmate Max always wanted. And they're kind. it's winter. It's snowy. They have a pond on their property and they're kind of like playing around the pond and Vera's in the kitchen looking at them warmly like, oh, yay, this is the life that I've dreamed of. And then They start playing on the pond, on the frozen pond, and she freaks the fuck out and she runs outside and she screams at them to get off the pond. She's like, you know, you can't do that, (laughs) like going nuts. And then we <laughs> find out that Max almost died mm. in a frozen pond oh. because Vera was, drunk. was blackout drunk. Yes. Oh, there's got the it. trauma. Got there's the it. other yeah. trauma. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So and she freaks out and then they get off the
0: ice and then that, that scene yeah. ends there. And then there's esther goes with the dad
4: to the park oh yeah with the woman with the lady with the big titters <laughs>
1: oh, who's that who's that lady So okay, that a, few
4: things, a few things happen at this park that i didn't like <laughs> esther goes with her to the park brenda's at the park oh no yep. oh no and esther is like Watching Peter Skarsgard talk to this like neighbor, who is of course like wearing a top when her tits are like uh-huh. cleavage up to mm-hmm. her chin. And like mm-hmm. she's like to Peter, she's like, Hey, so I got a new chair. It's so heavy. Like, do you think you could <laughs> come over and help me move it up to my office or whatever? And Peter's like looking at her boobs and is like, uh, yeah. I'll need oh, to no. I'll need to check and see when Kate's available. And like Esther is watching this happen, and Esther's like, "Okay, I see you looking at her tits, whatever." But then Esther immediately sees Brenda is in the park, so now Esther is like, "Oh, it's fucking on." And Brenda said some shit to her mm-hmm. to in the bullying scene. There's like a park. Esther always wears this
0: necklace, like velvet choker looking thing, mm-hmm. and there's a scene where Brenda like knocks her books out of her hands and then says is this your collar doggy and starts like trying to rip off her necklace and esther freaks out and just starts screaming and screaming and flailing her arms around and they're all like whoa (laughs) yeah
4: but it's she's fucking she sucks brenda sucks so then Brenda and Esther are at the park, and Esther is like, Bitch, you don't even know what's about to happen. So then Esther starts like hunting Brenda at this park, and Brenda's like, Oh my God, this is getting scary. <laughs> and Brenda starts like, Brenda does not do what I would have done if I were Brenda. If I were Brenda, I would have ran to my mom. Yeah, and straight like, to mommy. This girl's being crazy. Like, no, Brenda's like, I'm going to run through this crazy jungle gym and Uh-oh. like this crazy playset. Let me get up to the highest, highest point. Oh, to the no. highest, <laughs>
2: highest point. Up, up, up. Oh make it harder and harder for me to get away
4: (laughs) so then she goes up to the highest point and what what do you know esther pops out right behind her and pushes her off this thing and breaks brenda's leg oh holy shit
0: oh no and max sees yeah oh -oh. and covers for her like when they go home they're at the dinner table and john says you know brenda's dad says that you pushed her and she, Esther says no, she fell. And they turn to Max, like Max, you were there. What did what did you see? And Max agrees she Max slept. like she slipped.
4: Yeah. So then Vera calls the nun and is like, girlfriend, was there anything wrong with this girl that you didn't tell us? And she's like, well, <laughs> like, did she have any violent tendencies? And she's like, well, as a matter of fact
1: oh oh
3: you know what (laughs)
1: she's like you never asked you never asked so we didn't tell you now that
0: you mention it she was at every single incident that ever happened at her (laughs) orphanage. she was yeah and her little velvet
4: collar and her velvet cuffs she was like (gasps) we tried to take them off one time and she freaked the fuck out and then there's like oh Okay. So then Vera's like, okay, I need to do my own digging on this person. So while Esther is in the shower, Vera is like, I'm gonna go through your stuff. So she goes through her stuff, and of course, she finds a creepy Bible or something. Mm -hmm. And in it, she finds pictures of men, like a picture of like one older man and another older man, all around Peter Skarsgard's age. Okay. Oh god, Mm -hmm. oh no. What kind
1: of pictures? Just like, like
4: family photos ripped in half.
1: Oh mm-hmm. no!
4: Wow, the, good clarifying
3: question. <laughs> like, that <laughs> is, that yeah. is okay.
4: Like if it were a photo <laughs> of me and Abe, it would be like me ripped out of it and Abe a solo. <laughs> and Smiling, it, like, okay.
0: The relationship between Kate and Esther is starting to get more tense tense john still is having no problems with esther at this point and is very much her defender like why are you picking fights with our daughter she's nine like you're the adult here and but but there's been there was like a moment when vera walks in on esther playing tchaikovsky on the piano oh yeah (laughs) and she's like oh you can play piano and she's and you didn't tell me that and i was she says something really nasty and she says well i thought it must be really sad for you to have a son who doesn't care and a daughter can't can't even hear like as a (gasps) composer that must be really sad for you and then like storms off
4: yeah Okay. If I walked in on my nine year old that I just adopted playing. Tchaikovsky or whatever I would be like you're out of here
1: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) the painting was one thing but I'm sorry
3: you are out (laughs) of here
1: yeah this is
4: it this is the end of the line like I how many more weird secrets can you keep and next thing you know she's like doing the Sunday or the Thursday Times crossword it's like (laughs) Thursday the Thursday (laughs) Thursday. I mean or the Sunday one in the magazine but either way too much you can
0: do those I refuse to believe it
4: (laughs) i know so then oh then after she looks through her shit then she goes down to the kitchen and says oh sorry that i'm jumping around this is what i wanted to say about peter in the park Mm -hmm. okay max was at the park alone and peter just walks off to go and smoke a cigarette Mm -mm
3: -mm -mm. yeah he
4: is
0: he is not being an attentive father here no yeah it's not good
4: and I was like, hold on, you're at a children's park and like.
1: Smoking a cigarette. You're
4: now smoking a cig, and like you're not watching your two daughters. That whole thing irritated me. But yeah. anyway, Vera sees that she can play piano. She becomes suspicious. She looks through her shit. She finds this creepy old book.
0: Uh, then the nun comes to the house
4: mm-hmm.
0: and esther's eavesdropping on their conversation and i think she basically has found out some more information like the nun and vera are doing their own independent digging and basically coming and joining forces now here and saying like what did you find what did you find and she's saying she says that the the previous place that esther lived her last adoptive parents were they thought killed in a in an accidental fire and esther was the only survivor but turns out (laughs) that it was arson and they never found the person who did it okay (laughs) so they're just getting so many red flags specifically is getting more and more yeah she's seeing like okay this is not adding up we need to take esther to the to my therapist to my therapist, isn't that kind of a weird thing to do to take her to Margot Martindale? Yeah.
2: I think you get a new therapist. I
0: feel like you would probably get a different therapist, but,
2: or at least like a child therapist. Right.
0: But as the nun, basically Esther's overhearing this
4: and,
2: yeah, it feels like you shouldn't be having this conversation in a place where Esther can hear you.
4: Yeah, well, that was really stupid. They haven't fully in the living room. And also <laughs> Esther is having Max doing her dirty work because Max can read lips. So <gasps> Esther also is like, what are they saying? What are they saying? What are they saying? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So Esther has really recruited Max as her scapegoat, as her spy, mm-hmm. as like really all of this stuff.
0: Yeah. And as this conversation with the nun is happening, Esther takes Max upstairs into uh, the dad's office and is saying, look for the keys. Previously, the shitty son, Daniel, yelled at something at like at dinner, like she's not my fucking sister. And as punishment, the dad locked up his treehouse. And so Esther is now with Max in the dad's office saying, like, look for the key to the treehouse. And they're looking around the office for things and they find keys. And one of the keys is a key to a safe. And Esther opens the safe and there is a gun in it. Oh God! And she pulls it out, opens the chamber. All very, you know, like she's done it Good. before. She knows <laughs> what she's doing. Yes. And she dumps out all the bullets, puts one back in, and flings it. it closes it, and like she's going to play Russian roulette. She's Russian. Ah! <laughs> she, she goes, "You want to play?" And like points it at Max's head, and Max looks understandably terrified and shakes her head no. And she's like, "Maybe later." <laughs>
4: And then she like uncocks the gun. Yeah. And then they basically, the nun leaves the house and then they, Esther and Max, Esther's like, let's go, come on, let's play outside. So they run through the forest. She's dragging Max through the snowy, snowy woods. And then the nun has left the house and they get to where the nun is in her car and esther throws max into the road in front (gasps) of the nun's car and the nun swerves and gets into a crazy car accident and then (gasps) esther drags her out of the i guess no she flies through the windshield and lands on the road what she like comes so strong she like comes toward (laughs) yeah yeah somehow she's like
0: gets out of the car all disoriented has clearly had some head injury and oh yeah, like... she
4: gets out of the car and, and she goes up to max and yep. she's like are you okay are you okay are you okay and yep. then max sees esther behind the nun bludgeon her with a <gasps> hammer yep takes her out and then she falls over holy shit and then max is of course terror in terror yeah yeah. And Esther's like, don't be a baby, like help me move her off the road. <laughs> Grab an ankle, help me drag her. <laughs> yeah. So then you have like a nine year old and like a four year old pulling the weight of, a uh, you know, 60 year old off of the road. Seems and hard. then she pulls her off the road and the nun is not fully dead yet. They walk away and then she starts to wake up or something. And then Esther's like, oh, I need to finish this bitch. And then (gasps) just fucking bludgeons her face to death with a hammer. And Max is just
1: standing there watching. Like almost catatonic, just so
4: frozen in fear.
1: Yeah. Esther is evil. Yes.
3: It's confirmed.
4: Bludgeoned the nun to death and then she very quickly takes off her victorian garb takes off the bloody mittens and hides them in a bag in danny's or dan was that the fucking daniel. see, I don't forget, yeah. daniel's treehouse yeah. so mm. hides the evidence in the treehouse as she's leaving the
0: treehouse daniel sees them Mm -hmm. And she sees him see them and she doesn't know how much he has seen. So then that night she goes into Daniel's bedroom in the middle of the (gasps) night with a (sighs) knife and like wakes him up with a knife to his throat and is like, I saw you looking at us like, what did you see? And this won't make it worse. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, I just saw you in the treehouse. Like, that's it. That's all I saw. And she says, If I if you tell anyone, I will cut your tiny little prick off. Or what does she say? The i yeah, feel like she, I wrote it down. That. she threatens to cut off his dick, and he she's like, I penis. will cut off
4: your tiny prick, your tiny little hair. Oh my ha-. god, she says, your hairless little prick before you figure <gasps> out what it's for. <laughs> this is oh an interesting, okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> iconic
0: quote. <laughs> <laughs> and so now both children are obviously fucking terrified, terrified. of Esther
4: hey, at this moment. Are Peter and Vera fucking in the kitchen? That happened a wow. little while ago, but yes, at some
0: point.
2: Okay, so they went from no fucking to fucking in the kitchen.
0: Yeah, well, now they're fucking in the kitchen. But that was kind like, of, I think that was in the moments when th- they were feeling very good and like happy about things. They had sex in the kitchen, and maybe that was kind of a turning point because at this point in the movie, there's some tension between them because another thing that happened is Esther also told Vera about the dad flirting with another mom Mm. at the park and Mm -hmm. so now there's like tension between them there's tension all around nobody's in a great place anymore but yeah when things were good
4: they fucked in the kitchen and Esther saw Uh Esther walked in on Vera. Face down, ass up, (laughs) over the counter.
1: It's a bold move to have sex with three kids in the house, in the kitchen. (laughs)
4: It really is. You could also, you could tell in Esther's face that it wasn't, oh, I'm a kid and I'm seeing something I shouldn't see. It's like, she was like this. Straight face. Okay, so
1: she's like a. Yeah, so this, is a, grown, like this a, is a grown woman. It's a grown woman <laughs> in the body or a grown man in the body of a child or a demon.
4: <laughs> oh, and did we also already cover the fact going back? Just one other thing that you need to know is that Peter Skarsgard did have an affair on Vera.
2: <gasps> Does she know that? Yes. That's like a known thing in their marriage? Okay. Mm. Yes, it is. So their tensions are really like
3: boiling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. At one point, Esther asks the dad, what can I do to make mommy like me more? I feel like mommy doesn't like me very much. And still, John is like on team Esther, like, oh, like, why don't you give her a gift or something? That'd be really sweet. That could be nice. And Mm -hmm. the next day, Esther goes up to Vera, has something behind her back and says, mommy, I have a gift for you. Pulls it out. It's all of the roses
1: from that <gasps> rose bush. From we the bush. We knew it was going to happen. Vera
0: fucking freaks out grabs her arm and is like why would you do that you knew that and again this is something that John sees and is like whoa Kate you need to calm the fuck down like she's a child she didn't mean to and it's my fault I told her she should she should get you a gift she's like no she knew she knew I showed her I told her this so to other people Kate is looking more unhinged
3: Mm-hmm, but we mm-hmm. obviously know
0: everything is justified that's happening to her, but John is not believing her, is very much remaining Damn. on Esther's Classic. side. And simultaneously there's a scene at which Kate gets so stressed by it all that she buys wine. She buys two bottles of wine. Oh, she no. looks at the Uh-oh. she looks at the lake and can't do it. She can't drink. She dumps out the bottle that she opened, so she doesn't end up drinking. But they okay. find the other bottle of wine, and they're like, "You're drinking again." And then, oh, oh my god! damn After she grabs Esther's arm from the f- for the from the roses scene, Esther goes into the I don't know a workshop, the dad's workshop, where there's one of those like twisty things. Uh, it's a it's a clamp that you like use for like woodworking. Mm-hmm. Oh god. And she puts her arms in it, or her arm in it, that the arm that the mom grabbed, and (gasps) clamp, clamp, clamp it so hard until the bone (gasps) pops out. Oh. And then is like moaning in bed that night, being like, Daddy, Daddy, my arm really hurts where mommy grabbed me. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) wait it pops out of the skin i don't like think it the breaks bone, the skin like, pops- but you see it under the yeah. skin like pop Ooh. through and break out and oh so now God. she's in the cast and now john is furious with kate to the point where you know he's like i'm you know think that we need to think about splitting up um like they maybe they'll get divorced he's like you broke wow. her you broke her arm broke her
4: arm you need to get help
0: yeah like i'm not going through all of this again it's it, everything is very uh stressful, but Kate That's is st- sticking true to she knows Esther is behind all of this.
4: So now they're taking the kids to school, and Esther opened up Daniel's backpacks so that all his books would spill out, so that Vera would get distracted, and then she pops that little fucker in neutral and lets Max, this traumatized child. Oh no! Fling backward. Down the hill at the school and then (sighs) crashes into a snowbank. And that I actually think is the impetus for uh, Peter Skarsgård to be like, maybe, you know, like this is a problem. Like what happened? Like what's going on with you? The wine, the this, the...
2: Right. You left your car in neutral. You endangered the the life of our child. Yeah. And Kate
0: says something like, fine, I'll go to rehab. I'll do whatever you want on one condition. Esther leaves, too. Like, she just knows that it's Esther and that Esther is the reason her children are in danger. But John doesn't believe her. And this is when Kate goes back to that bible and is like okay let's figure I need like more information here and finds that little piece of paper it says Sarney Institute and so she's like okay we got to figure out where she really came from the nun said at one point that they i don't know reached out to the orphanage they sh- thought she came from and she actually there's actually no record of her there and so this bible Sarney Institute thing might be where she's really from they call and it's in Estonia, not <laughs> Russia.
1: <laughs> oh, scary. Estonia feels scary to me. I'm just gonna be honest. It does.
0: <laughs> and basically she finds out that it's not an orphanage, it's a mental institute.
1: Okay. Okay. This this little girl has lived so many lives.
0: Mm-hmm. How is she we all come home after a long day of work, and what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras. Because they are uncomfortable and constricting and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but... I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer a bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice, like, mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I, I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order. Select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows.
1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like Forge FX help students master their skills.
4: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash
3: metaverse impact.
1: The only nine years well, old we're gonna find out. <laughs> <laughs> So
4: now Max and Daniel both know that this bitch is psychotic. So then Daniel goes to Max the next day and is like, what happened? What did you see? And Max is like, I'm not going to tell you, but I, I too can draw and create art Mm -hmm. that is child art, but I can still do it. Wait, this part's so funny there's like a stick figure drawing
0: and daniel goes is that sister abigail yeah <laughs> it's just like a blue stick figure with like blood coming out of the head yeah he put it together so fast it's so funny and it's like a little
4: stick Esther holding like a bloody hammer and mm-hmm. whatever and then he was like where like where did she put it where did she put the stuff and then max is like that points to the treehouse and he's like, okay, like, he's like, don't worry. Like, we just need to get the evidence and then they'll believe us. And like, then it'll all be good and everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a super D character of Peter Skarsgård's mom Mm -hmm. who's like randomly at the house, grandma, who's like, so not they, she probably got edited. She probably Mm -hmm. really got edited out in the movie, but Mm -hmm. So they're hanging out one day and Esther realizes that Daniel has put together that she has hid the evidence Mm. in the treehouse. So when Daniel goes up there, what does Esther do?
1: She sets the treehouse on fire. Of course, of course, of course. And also they've like tried to explain to their parents that they saw her bludgeon someone to death and they just have been like you're lying no i
4: think max
1: is too scared because
4: max is like you'll kill me she's gonna kill us yeah and yeah daniel i think i think daniel has been a little shit this whole time so he's mm. like we are so evidence to not
2: believe him yeah right right oh, otherwise okay. they're okay. not gonna believe me
4: situation so got it got it the treehouse is burning down and max is watching in terror and uh, Daniel is trying his hardest to, like, get out of the fucking tree house. And finally, Vera sees it out of the window and runs out, calls the fire department, I guess. And like they come. Daniel jumps out of the tree. He hurts himself. He's like knocked out. He's unconscious. So he has to go to the hospital
1: uh oh uh oh
0: and esther's about to kill him she like grabs a rock and is about to like yeah. smash his head in with holy it. shit and max uh shoves her and that's like right as vera arrives
4: and now mm-hmm. little daniel is like in- unconscious in the hospital but he's stable but he's like on oxygen and like an IV and all of this shit and max is there with Uh, Esther and the grandma, the useless grandma. (laughs) And uh, Esther looks at the grandma and is like, could you give me a dollar for a soda? And the grandma's (laughs) like, no, I was told that you are not allowed to leave my site. And then Esther literally looks at the grandma like this for (laughs) one second. And the grandma just like gives her a dollar. So Useless grandma. Useless. So then she's taking a little while to get this soda because She's actually in Daniel's room alone with him oh and she God. shuts the curtain. She very crafty wow. takes his heart rate monitor and puts it on her finger, <gasps> um, rips out his little uh, rips out his little IV thing, IV and then starts to strangle him.
1: Oh my
3: um, God.
4: And Max, meanwhile, this smart little traumatized baby is noticing that it's taking a really long time and she's feeling anxious and then she tells her grandma she's going to go check on Esther. So she goes to the soda machine to check on Esther. Esther's not there. Then she tells Vera, then all of a sudden uh an alert goes off. Right, like code red, code red. The kids fucking dead. Flatlining. Daniel's Daniel's flatlining. And Oh my god. Then Vera freaks out, runs in the room, everyone runs in the room and um vera immediately looks at esther and is like it's you it's you you fucking did this and she's you know not to use this word but she's hysterical mm. and uh-huh. of course all nurses have sedative injections on them at all times mm-hmm. so she immediately mm-hmm. gets shot in the jugular and like i think she punches esther her. I think she punches. Oh, yeah, her. she does. She does punch Esther. Oh, okay, no, she sure. slaps. Oh, slaps she her. She slaps Esther. She hits her yeah. in like the crowded
0: waiting room in front of everybody. Not a great move. So uh, yeah, yeah no, she is. People don't want to see that. She is restrained for hitting a nine-year-old girl, which is, you know, understandable. Which is
4: fair. <laughs> yeah. So then tensions are high. Daniel survives. OK, they were able to resuscitate him. Daniel lives. Vera is now in the hospital and Peter takes home Max and Esther back to the house. Okay, Peter, obviously kind of just overcome with being like, what the fuck is my life? Like what is going on? Decides to drown his sorrows in like two full bottles of red wine. Now, in this ingestion of red wine, we see the pinnacle of the movie, I would say, which is. Oh, no, no, no. We don't see the pinnacle of the movie. We see
0: Vera getting a phone call. This is all kind of happening simultaneously. Vera has sent a photo of Esther to the Sarnia Institute to to see if they know who she is.
4: Yes. Because they had no record of an Esther. So they needed to see Mm -hmm. her face.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
4: So she gets a call in the hospital from the doctor and is like, are you with this person right now? And she's like, no. And then we cut back to Esther is like cutting this dress and like putting on eyeliner and and she's getting herself sexy. And remember, Matt, is now asleep with the cochlear implant out okay you need mm-hmm. to remember that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's asleep Esther's getting sexy Esther Vera's on the phone are you with her and Vera's like no and then she's like he's like you need to know like this is what happened she's killed families she's burned down houses and then you cut back and you see Esther going downstairs and she starts to try and seduce Peter Skarsgård ew Oh God. And this is brilliant acting from Isabel Furman because yeah, at she's the time she really was nine years
1: old. Which is wild. Oh, That's I don't of, I like think <laughs> It's a little fucked up that they had a nine year old even like act to, to seduce.
0: Okay, him. and I have some trivia, which is that the seduction scene was supposed to be longer and more sexually graphic, but they had to tone it down like Jesus. Because she
1: Christ. was nine. She's nine. <laughs> That's
4: crazy. this is so crazy. It starts to like get on his shoulder and whisper in his ear. And then I think she starts to try and give him a hand job.
0: (gasps) What? (laughs) And he's drunk in that, in like this, in this way where like everything's blurry and he can't like quite tell what's happening in a way that like being drunk doesn't Doesn't totally work
4: like (laughs)
1: that. But also, by the way,
4: when you're at that level of drunk, you're two seconds away from barfing. Yeah, Like you, mm-hmm. when you, when you're really like spinning, you're like about to vomit. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Vera is still on the phone and she's panicking. And, and he's like, is she, a, whoever she is with, you need to call. They're in, danger. They're in danger. They're in danger. And she's like, oh my God. So she's freaking out. She's ripping out the things, trying to get out of, the, getting out of the hospital as fast as she possibly can. Peter. Rejects Esther and is like freaks out. She tries to jack him off and he's like, no, get the fuck off of me. And then she gets fucking living. So then she like marches upstairs and she's just like, ah, ah. So like crying in her room, crying, dripping down her face we cut back to the phone call and he's like, how have you not noticed the scarring around her neck and the scarring around her wrists? Like she was so psychotic that we, that we had to like hold her down. And she would like, (laughs) like flail around around. so hard that she has like all these cuts all over her neck. And then it cuts to her ripping off her, her choker and her things. You see all these gnarly scars. And she's like, what? Like we never noticed that. And she, and he's like, And also, by the way, like she, she's 38 years old. No, no,
3: no, she's 30.
4: She's 33, old. she's 33. And then it comes to her taking off her face and she's like her makeup again, incredible Oscar worthy performance by Isabel Furman. She's, she's so good. Taking off her makeup, sobbing, taking off her makeup. You see her age disgusting 33 year old skin wrinkly wrinkly. What? all of a sudden no she takes what? out her teeth and you see her rotted little chicklets the teeth of a 33
3: year old and then and her teeth are yucky this and this is the scariest
4: part of the whole movie her skin is wrinkly and you're like ah! And then then (laughs) the doctor is like, she's murdered every family, every person she's ever been with. You need to, whoever is alone with her, you need to go. And then she's like, okay, I'm going, I'm going. So then she gets in a sob. I don't know how she got that sob, but she gets in (laughs) that sob and she starts flying down these icy, (laughs) desolate roads. And she's like, oh my God, fuck, fuck. I need to call Peter. I need to call Peter. She's trying to call call
2: 911. You need to call like... Fucking get somebody to your
4: house. Yeah. So then, is a uh, fucking Esther is now in full Esther peak authentic Esther form, which is a thirty-three-year-old, terrifying <laughs> hag that has like a birth defect where she appears to be like smaller and younger than she actually is. So now Esther's fucking pissed that Peter rejected her. And what does she do? She grabs a kitchen knife and she proceeds to... Brutally stab Peter.
1: Oh, to death. He's done so,
4: done oh, so, done so. Oh, okay, he stabs him, him you know, a lot of times, a ton of times. And Vera tries really is calling Peter while he's getting stabbed to death. And remember, Max is still
1: oh, sound oh, asleep no. upstairs. Oh, poor Max.
4: Yeah, because she can't, because, um, S. She can't hear. Yeah, she can't hear. But she wakes. She wakes up because she can sense something's wrong. And she goes to grab her cochlear implant that's always on this night table. And it's gone. Oh, mm. no. Oh, no. Mm. So now oh. Vera comes rushing. She can't even stop. She smashes the sob through the glass house. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay, great, 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 great. Into the great. glass house, gets out and immediately finds Peter dead on the floor and she kind of hates this man it's a compelling scene where she's like okay I kind of hate you but also like you are my husband and also you have been murdered because of this like monster that we run into our house but you can tell (laughs) she's still she's a little like thank god (laughs) there's
3: a little part of
4: her that's like I'm free from you because you smoked cigarettes at the park cheated on me a million times I'm like sucked Then she's like, Where is this fucking bitch, Esther? And then Esther, you guessed it, goes and gets the gun from the safe. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now Esther is packing heat. So then I forget, does little Max leave her room and see what's happened? Yes. She starts, I think she hides in a closet or something. She hides in a hamper. Oh, in a hamper. She hides in a hamper in the closet and. Esther was looking for little Max to kill her, but then Vera comes home and then she's like, okay, well now I need to switch my, you know, plan focus. So then she starts firing bullets at Vera and, Vera's escaping them. But I think Vera does get hit. I think maybe. she gets clipped in the arm or something. In the arm or yeah. something like that. And then they have a big standoff and they basically they wind up in the greenhouse.
0: Max winds up in the greenhouse. I, th- yeah. I can't remember why. It's like an extended, you know, like tense, like hiding and seek yes. sequence yes. of trying to escape that. Esther and mm-hmm. moving mm-hmm. hiding spots and vera was in her bedroom and hid out on the ceiling on the roof because she heard esther coming and esther looks in that room scans it sees nobody's in there but sees that the windows open maybe suspecting that she's out there and locks the window so now vera's locked on the roof of the house but it's like right next to the roof of the greenhouse which is glass and so she can see max in the greenhouse hiding in the plants and she can see esther coming in there with the gun but she can sign language to max and okay. she's yeah basically telling her hide stay where you are oh because, wow, very, because very max stressful. knocks over a potted yeah. plant and it's a loud crash and, and she can't hear it and so <gasps> that's how esther knows to go into the the greenhouse Ugh.
4: and then to prevent esther from killing max vera flies flings her body through the greenhouse roof surviving lands on top of esther lands on top of esther thinks esther is dead calls the cops takes max they're walking back through the woods toward the frozen pond oh god and then Guess what? The police show up. <laughs> Esther is not there. And where is she? She's in the fucking woods chasing these people on foot cuz she's going to kill these people. It's the last thing she does.
3: So, now
4: they're in the woods. How I I I, I forget how they start to fight again. Esther, I think she'd literally just Jumps tackles. up on them and tackles
0: them, yeah. and they start fist fighting and maybe roll down onto that frozen lake. Frozen so, lake. Vera yeah. and Esther, while Max oh, is like God. watching from the snowbank
4: beside it, and the cops are there too. The, the cops, cops are haven't found, found them the yet. They're at the main yeah. house, okay? I, the see, haven't I, see, found I see them okay. yet. So, then Vera and Esther start this crazy physical fight and then the ice cracks and then they both fall in and then they start <gasps> fighting in a beautifully, I will say shot underwater mm-hmm. fight. Oh my, God. Right, oh where my they're God. Fighting in frozen water. And, you know, Esther is winning. Vera is winning a classic. Vera crawls up on the ice. Esther like yanks her back down, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Finally, like you think that Esther's dead and Vera starts to crawl out of the ice and little traumatized Max, the most traumatized child in cinema history,
3: <laughs>
4: comes out, like slowly starts to walk on the pond to like help get her mom no. out of the water. No, and then Max. Esther pops up. Uh- and <laughs> Esther's holding Esther's like, Mommy, please, like, don't let me
3: die. Or whatever she said.
4: <laughs> and then and the camera is like, honestly, oh, like mommy, please, like, I love you. And then it cut and then it pans. And we see Esther has the knife that she used to kill of Peter still behind her back. And then Vera just goes you were never or, oh no goes i'm not your mommy and then <laughs>
3: kicks oh her God.
4: in the head and the one uh, slow-mo shot we have in the whole movie is esther's head going like breaking
0: it, her neck like 90 degree oh. angle neck break she <gasps> kicks her she absolutely kills her with that kick mm-hmm. oh my and then God. she falls into the To the
4: ice water. And then that's literally the end of the movie. And that's the end of the movie.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Wait, Vera. Oh my
1: god. Vera as an actress. I need to talk to her. I just want to know. Like, I just need to know her feelings. Does she have kids? Like, what are her feelings about kids? Like, I feel like this has to inform your lived experience. I feel like she probably does. Um, that was insane. That was the fact that she's a thirty-three-year-old woman is the funniest it's twist so I've ever heard funny. in my whole goddamn life.
2: Well, it's funny that she looks like such shit. Yeah, that they're like, oh, she's uh, disgusting, thirty-three-year-old.
1: Wait, so she's been putting on a pound of makeup every morning yes. to like conceal, <laughs> and no one was noticing all the contouring that she was doing. No, she's like, so good at it. You can tell if someone's wearing makeup really quickly. Vera does have two children in real life. Okay. Okay. Wow. I hope
0: they don't get haunted. <laughs> <laughs> well, she could protect them. If there's one thing we know about Vera, it's that she can protect her children from haunted children or just regular murderers.
4: Absolutely, she's good yeah. at it. And um, I think the lesson that we all learned is: don't adopt a
0: prodigy. I was going to say it's a Mm-mm. very absolutely anti-adoption don't. film. I bet there was like backlash from. Th- uh, adoptees and like that community like does don't you think some people were probably pretty offended by this movie? <laughs> probably. I didn't I didn't look it up, but I could imagine that being the case. The
4: most interesting thing about this movie though is that this movie is wait for it Based on a true story What? No it's
3: not Yes it is in
4: 2007 A woman who was posing As an orphan got adopted And Mm -hmm. she terrorized her adoptive Family and then fled From police and then was later found Pretending to be a young boy Oh my god
3: my yeah god. that's yeah, so yeah. crazy
0: there's also a documentary called the imposter that i forgot about that's kind of a similar thing yeah. of a guy that pretends to be like a missing child and go, returns oh, to a family yeah. that is not his it's a really fascinating oh, documentary
4: god i did speaking of like the extras that you got with the dvd there is an, a thing you can watch on youtube that's like the alternate Orphan ending, which is she, the police come to the house and she quickly slabs on her young face and puts back in her little flippers. And then um, the police that are like, so freeze. And she's funny. like, it's just me, officer. I'm
1: just a
3: little <laughs> And then, like, the alternate ending is that she
4: survives.
1: Wow. I, I think that would have been honestly great too. Yeah, I just I, would be on am, board for that. I need to see this. I need to see this makeup tutorial. I'm fascinated. Just watch
3: scene. I the scene oh,
1: Sorry, we didn't even talk about the pornographic
4: like oh my weird God. paintings They're that so Peter's finds. Peter then like it gets so when he's like wasted, he and he kicks her off of him He like gets up And he like goes to her room To like find her or something Because I think she like ran away And then she has an aquarium in her room That also has a black light And somehow she made black light art So he quickly realizes That if he opens up the aquarium He can see all of this secret art That she's painted And it's like her fucking him And like their house on fire And like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like really, graphic photo, really graphic drawings Of them having sex
1: Oh, my God. It really that she did it in blacklight Maybe art, like left. on the wall. So no one could see it. Yeah. What that I mean,
4: honestly, if sincere. only Peter had if, if only she was like, hey, Peter, I'm 33 years old. We <laughs> can have sex. And if we have yeah, sex, that worked I better. won't kill you or your that family. That would have worked a lot better. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Then it would have saved. Wow. It would have saved some She's lives. She's not
1: good at communication. This, yeah, I think uh, the
2: point is, you know, Esther's not.
1: Well, <laughs> there's something wrong with Esther,
0: as the tagline. <laughs> something mm-hmm. wrong with mm-hmm.
2: Esther. Oh mm-hmm.
1: my god. That was so fun. That was so deranged. I don't even know what to say. There is
0: now a a prequel that just came out pretty recently. I saw
2: that. With Julia Stiles. With Julia Stiles? Get out. It's called Orphan First Kill. I am excited for that. So...
1: What happened to this child actress? That's my question. She's still Esther. She's
4: still Esther.
1: Whoa, she's playing that character again. 11 years. twelve. How long has it been? I can't do math. 2009. 13 13 years Years later. Yeah.
0: Yeah, So she's like early 20s now.
4: Yeah, she's 25. So, yeah. 25.
1: 25. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit.
4: I had
0: a delightful time in this film i I loved I it. had a blast. i'd highly recommend it there's some there's some intense wow. scenes, stressful scenes, mm-hmm. but I think if it sounds like you can handle
1: it. I would say absolutely watch it because it's, it's it's so, so fun. There's no way I'm actually gonna. I'm not gonna actually watch this movie, but I definitely want to watch some clips. You gotta just watch, to the clip. yeah. watch the reveal
3: clip. Watch the
4: reveal clip. It's so funny. Like when you when you take a moment to just like laugh. It's it's very funny. That's that that's why oh, I oh, like God. horror because I think it's all so silly. Like mm-hmm. the lines are so crazy. <laughs> the writing is so the insane. Nuts.
1: <laughs> Telling the little boy, I'm gonna cut your tiny prick off. Before you <laughs> It's like what? Oh my god. Oh my god, Greta, thank you. You have to come back and you're gonna do the prequel. Oh, oh my god. god, this was so much fun. Yeah, you gotta let me come back for Orphan First Kill. Yes, we must. <laughs> Orphan First Kill starring Julia Styles. <laughs> uh.
0: Um, okay, Greta. So tell our listeners where they can find you, what you have to plug.
4: Okay, well, listen to my podcast, Senior Superlatives, where I talk all about Uh, people's high school experiences. Emily, I think you're coming on it. I'm going to come on, yeah. Which is going to be exciting. Um, Very. that's number one. Number two, you should watch the show that I'm on, Los Spookies. It's on HBO and <gasps> HBO Max. I Love Losa Spookies, the Greta. Second, it's so good. It's so good. The <laughs> second season is finally coming out on September 16th. <gasps>
2: Perfect. So you have time to catch up on season one. Time to
4: catch up on season one. Watch season two. It's so good. Um and it's like, it's spooky adjacent. Mm-hmm. So it's not, not on topic.
1: It's so good.
4: Um, And then, you know, if you want to follow a temperamental social media user, you can follow <laughs> me uh, online at Gertie Bird. And that's mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm.
1: And you can watch a really terrifying rendition of a stepmom. Oh, yes. That. Yes. <laughs> and I am going to do the dry Maybe. pill, the dry pill. I'm going to do that. I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm, I'm eagerly
4: awaiting dry pill. Yeah. <laughs> a dry pill swallow. <laughs> I need to set up my tripod for that. And I'm going to do, I'm going to do it today. Hmm. What do we think about that? Oh, hell In yeah. The robe, wait gonna wait to to the robe is going to work. The robe is going to work. And the fast, I need something to distract me from my fast. As you can see, I've consumed seven different liquids during <laughs> our
1: um, recording. Oh, Fast or well, terrible? Best of Good luck. luck. Yeah, Thank you. Best of luck
2: for that. Thank you. Uh, well, I think we know what voice has to happen. Yeah, here. we end we mm-hmm. end with a
0: with a voice usually, and there's a pretty great voice in this film. So I will say, she, she little, Russian, little girl. Russian girl from all of us here at Too Scary didn't watch. Goodbye. Oh, goodbye. <laughs>
3: goodbye.
1: Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. All right. We love you all forever and ever, starting a while ago and continuing
3: into eternity. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast.